It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as always, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, brother. It's been a good, good Saturday. Yes, sir. We've had football galore, and we've already had an upset that we can't wait to talk about on Tuesday. Oh, yes. But we'll oh, save yes. that for Tuesday. We've got WWE talk to do today. Yes. Well, we're no longer wrestling talk. We are WWE talk. Yes, on we, Saturdays. And we got a lot to cover for the WWE, so we want to get into it. Let's do it, brother. All right, first off, we're going to talk about what happened with Paul Triple H Levesque. WWE issued a statement following um, his operation that he had recently in regards to Paul Triple H Levesque, the executive vice president in global talent strategy and development. He would under he underwent a successful procedure last week at Yale New Haven Hospital following a cardiac event. The episode was caused by a genetic heart issue, and Paul is expected to make a full recovery. So Triple H had to go under the knife due to a medical issue with his heart. Yeah, this is crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, many prayers go out to to Triple H and his family, and uh, hopes for a full recovery. And looks like he'll be coming back. So there you go. Yes, sir. And it makes you wonder a little bit if. Maybe that's why he hasn't really wrestled as long as he has. It's not just for the fact that the COVID thing and he didn't want to, want to take away from the talent, but maybe because he kind of knew his heart might not be able to handle that type of, um, you know, aesthetics. Yeah, man. Kind of uh, movement and all that. It's just crazy because, you know, sometimes things like that aren't found and then mm-hmm. the worst happens. So, yeah. Thank God they found it. Thank God he can get better, and uh, you know we can we can still see Triple H in the WWE. All right, still run, still able to run things, and uh, hopefully he comes back soon, back to WWE television, and you know we get to see the somewhat Triple H. The game. 
I'd like to see the game return at some point, but I don't know if we're ever going to see that. Though the WWE did make a huge signing this last week, too, as they signed Olympic gold medalist, Olympic wrestling gold medalist, Gable Stevenson, to a multi-year deal. Steven, the heavyweight freestyle wrestler who won the gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics last month, signed that multi-year deal with WWE. The 21-year-old signed an NIL deal with the WWE that will allow him to attend the University of Minnesota for senior year and defend the Division I National Championship at the heavyweight um, division. WWE will set up a remote training facility for Steven near campus where he'll learn the finer points of in-ring work with WWE coaches. He'll also have access to the WWE Performance Center in Orlando where his brother Bobby Stevenson currently trains. After Gabriel graduates in May, his multi-year talent contract with WWE will begin, and he'll be a full-timer, full-time performer with the company, and also appear on WWE programming during the school year. So, Cooper, dude, this is big, dude. They got they got a lot of confidence in this kid. I mean, look at everything he's done. So, I mean, it's it's gonna be awesome. And uh, what you think? Maybe one day we see uh, him versus Brock Lesnar. Man, that'd be great because it'd be awesome to see some someone like him who's a former Golden Gopher or who's a current Golden Gopher take on Brock Lesnar, who is a former Golden Gopher at go. the University of Minnesota in the wrestling program. Um, it was interesting because the guy is 6'1", 265, and he had talks with Uf- UFC and also contemplated pursuing a career in the NFL. So he was a very hot commodity coming off of his uh, victory at Tokyo. Yeah, man, this, this is awesome for him. And also, you know, people can say what they want about, you know, wrestling. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's good to, to bring some talent in like that. He could be like the next, the next, you know, Kurt Angle or, like I said, Brock Lesnar. I mean, this, this is big for WWE. If you can sign people like this, mm-hmm. that means the door is open for anybody to be signed. Yep. And I'm already looking forward to the potential Gable Stable, baby. Yeah. Chad Gable and Gable Stevenson, the Gable Stable. The Gable Stable. I mean, that just right there already sells itself. So you can't mess that up, WWE. Right. You messed up a lot of things recently, but this is a good signing. I think this is finally a good answer to what AEW has done recently. Now, if they can I, I just build lot, on the momentum. A lot of people are going to be like, oh, well, you know... You never know. He's still going to college. He could change his mind. No, this this is set in stone, dude. And not only that, but it, like I said, it opens up doors for more athletes to come mm-hmm. into the company. And, you know, this is a big, big signing, dude. Yeah. It, it, it's a game changer. It definitely is. All right, so let's get into the results from this past week on Raw and SmackDown. Let's do it, brother. Starting with Raw. Bobby Lashley and MVP interrupted RK-Bro with a huge challenge as WWE champion Bobby Lashley interrupted their um, talk with the RKO's talking points prior to the tag team turmoil match that was to determine the Raw tag team champion's next challengers. The Almighty proceeded to challenge Orton to a match. The Viper agreed if Lashley would put the WWE title on the line. The Almighty and MVP said that the match will happen at Extreme Rules. Before taking his leave, though, Lashley also announced that he would look to enter himself an MVP into the Tag Team Turmoil match as well. So basically, if you don't know, the Tag Team Turmoil match is basically a gauntlet match to determine the number one contendership. Um, the only difference is it's not straight match, 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 match. There is a little bit of a break that will 
you'll see here when we go through these matches. Yeah. So first up, we had the New Day taking on the Viking Ra- Raiders in the tag team turmoil match. With Orton and Riddle seated at ringside, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods overcame the Viking Raiders on the back of Woods' small package. So a little small package pin for the victory for New Day. That's awesome. It's always cool to see a little roll-up like that and get the win, especially on the big dudes like that. Dude. Mm-hmm. Always got to love the underdog. Right. After securing a victory over the Viking Raiders, Kingston and Woods earned their second tag team turmoil match victory over the modern-day Maharaja and his menacing cohort, Veer, when Kofi held up Mahal so Woods could drop in with an attack from the top rope and a three-count. I think the uh, New Day are trying to make a statement. What do you think, brother? It sounds like they were definitely on a roll and ready to make a statement on Monday Night Raw. All right, next step for the New Day was the Lucha House Party. New Day kept on rocking through the tag team turmoil matches in search of the Raw tag team opportunity when Woods reversed Grand Metalik and sent him face first into the canvas to reign supreme over Lucha House Party. That's unbelievable because the Lucha House Party is just as athletic as the New Day is, and to get that victory was huge. The New Day's um, victory kind of looked like it might have been in trouble, though, when they had to take on Mace and T-Bar, too behemoths in themselves yeah against their fourth set of opponents kingston and woods overcame the odds by besting the towering duo of mason t-bar when woods escaped his opponent and got a quick pin in the aftermath the defeated mason t-bar though unleashed a vicious post-match beatdown of the new day and mustafa ali and monsoor uh the ambush delayed the tag team turmoil match until later in the night so next up to take a break from that we had sheamus taking on drew mcintyre Former friends clashed in a high-stakes matchup as the Celtic Warrior took down fellow former WWE champion Drew McIntyre with the help of a handful of tights to earn a right to challenge Damian Priest for the United States title at Extreme Rules. After the bell and Irene McIntyre laid out Sheamus with his own mask. Cooper, your thoughts? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with Drew McIntyre lately, but uh, they, they really don't want to see that title on him for some reason. It don't matter whether it's the WWE title or the United States title. It's like, what are you guys doing here? He's main event status. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't like what happened after. Basically, the fans came back and they just decided uh, McIntyre was no longer worthy. And he carried the company on his fucking back, dude. Yeah, he honestly did. And it's just ridiculous to see this. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. All right, Nikki Ash... Or A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley took on Natalia and Tamina. The unorthodox team of Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. triumphed over WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Natalia and Tamina in a championship contender match. Natalia went to lock in Nikki in the sharpshooter, but she failed to see that her opponent tagged in Ripley. As a result, the Nightmare hit the Rip title to give her and her partner a huge win over the Raw Tag Team Champions. So, yeah, man, that's that's big on the Raw Tag Team Champions. Right, and Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. are now the number one contenders for Natalia and Tamina. Dude. It's going to be interesting to see, huh? And Women's Tag Team Champions, man. Mm-hmm. All right, Karrion Cross took on the, <laughs> the moist one, John Morrison. After a dangerous Karrion... After the dangerous Karrion Cross appeared on Moist TV... He defeated Johnny Drip Drip with the cross jacket. Good for your thoughts. Dang it. Leave America's Most Moist Wanted alone. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love I love the nickname, but you know, uh, 
you know, you got to follow through with whatever you're doing, and it doesn't look like John Morrison's been doing too well lately. Uh-uh. Not at all. All right, a Raw women's tag title match. Charlotte Flair taking on challenger Nia Jax. After single-handedly defeating Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair last week, Nia Jax earned a title opportunity against the Queen. Prior to the match, Shayna Baszler stood on the apron and posed the question, would Nia be a champion or would she choke? In the final moments of the match, the Queen of Spades helped answer her own question when she caused a distraction that allowed Flair to hit the natural selection for the win. In the aftermath, Alexa Bliss and Lily appeared on the Titantron and invited Charlotte onto Alexa's playground. When Flair refused the invitation, Bliss and her friend appeared in the ring. When she asked Alexa what Alexa wanted, Alexa pointed at the Raw Women's title. Charlotte agreed to a title match, but made it clear it's not on Alexa's playground. It's a, it's hers. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. This is, I mean, Extreme <clears throat> Rules. Oh, yeah. Charlotte better watch out, because Alexa Bliss ain't nobody to play with. Right. But as we know with pay-per-views, Charlotte yes. wins titles at pay-per-views. That so she does. We'll see what happens. All right, next up, we had Reggie taking on Akira Tozawa in a 24-7 title match. After weeks of dealing with trees, garbage cans, and dogs while defending the 24-7 championship strolling through parks, the acrobatic Reggie overcame the superstars hmm. obs- one of the superstars obsessed with dethroning him, Akira Tozawa, with a quick maneuver. After the bell, Reggie avoided a mob of superstars vying for his title and even came face-to-face with Drake Maverick. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Reggie's awesome, dude. I I like the fact that they're actually putting the title on the line during Raw and not making them run through, you know, so many different places. Even though they still do that in between, at least they're giving them Mm -hmm. a match spot. You know what I mean? Right. That makes it a little bit more legitimate. Just a little bit. All right, back to the ter- tag team turmoil matches. <clears throat> the New Day had to take on Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. After being attacked by Mason T-Bar backstage earlier in the evening, Kofi and Xavier Woods continued to compete in the tag team turmoil match by scoring a victory over Mustafa Ali and Mansoor on the back of Kofi's Trouble in Paradise's Paradise and Woods' elbow off the top rope. That's not making a statement in the tag team division. I don't know what it is. All right. Next up, the New Day had to take on AJ Styles and Amos. After heroically fighting through the tag team turmoil match all night, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods were finally defeated by AJ Styles and Amos thanks to Styles Clash and a strong assist from Amos. Yeah, whatever, dude. Um, for me, it's like, of course, you know, they went through all them tag teams. Mm-hmm. You put them against AJ Styles and Amos, of course they're going to end up, you know. Right. Falling victim somewhere. Yeah, that was just a pain in the butt. Alright, next up, AJ Styles and almost took on Bobby Lashley and MVP for the final match to determine the number one contendership. The almighty WWE champion Bobby Lashley and, over, and MVP managed to overcome AJ Styles and almost in the finale of the Tag Team Turmoil to earn an opportunity at the Raw Tag Team Champions. After ducking out of the way of Styles' phenomenal forum, Lashley hit the spear for the victory. Moments after the matchup, though, almost hit the Almighty with a chokeslam. Then, as Lashley was getting up, Randy Orton hit the RKO on the WWE Champion. Making statements all the way around <clears throat> there, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's crazy, dude. So, there's going to be... Those two men are going to be part of 
two different matches in one night. Yeah. For titles. Yeah. It's going to be insane. Wouldn't be surprised, though, because they kind of might build it up that way, but then they might have the tag match on the Raw before. Maybe. <laughs> Extreme yeah. rules. So, we'll see what happens, though. All right. So, are you ready for some SmackDown? Let's get it, brother. All right. Brock Lesnar returned to SmackDown and created chaos with the bloodline as Roman Reigns was kicking off SmackDown by demanding that the crowd at MSG, which is Madison Square Garden, acknowledge him. Hmm. Lesnar interrupted the festivities, however, immediately creating an awkward moment by asking Paul Heyman why he never told the head of the table he would be at SummerSlam. <laughs> <clears throat> His words caused the bloodline to leave Heyman alone with the beast. Lesnar then gave Heyman five seconds to accept his challenge for Reigns' universal title. Not getting his answer fast enough, the Beast attempted a, to F5 his former advocate. Before he could, Reigns quickly re-entered the ring and hit the Conqueror with a Superman punch. Lesnar swiftly, swiftly recovered and snatched Roman up for an F5, only to be dropped by the Usos in defense of their cousin. In response, Lesnar took the SmackDown Tag Team Champions to Suplex City. Yes, baby. Suplex City on the Usos. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. Yeah, um, I hate to say it. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to this rivalry. Only for the sole fact that I'm really getting tired of the bloodline. And uh, there's nobody really there that can take out Roman. So, uh, there you go. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, I just... I think they could have done a better job with with what they've done. Bring back Lesnar was... Yeah, I think they could have done a better job with SummerSlam period with uh, John Cena, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, there's still a person out there that we're about to talk about with a uh, contract. For <laughs> yeah, then, then there's that. Well, I'd like to see the big dog take on. Yes. Big E. Yes. So. Speaking of Big E, we'll transition right into his match of the night. When he, the Mysterios, King Nakamura, and Rick Rude, or Boogs, sorry, took on the tag team of Sami Zayn, Apollo Crews, Otis, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Rude the, in a 10-man tag team match. The uh, Master Strategist, that would be Sami Zayn if you don't know who the Master Strategist is, um, introduced Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks in order to give his team the edge in Madison Square Garden showdown. But in the final moments of action, Young got caught interfering and the referee sent him to the backstage area. The distraction that ensued allowed Zane to suffer a double 619 from the Mysterios, setting up Big E to finish him off with the big ending. <laughs> and the conspiracy theories continue, bro. Yep. Oh, man, that's funny shit. Next up, uh, we had the contract signing between Becky Lynch and the EST of WWE, Bianca Belair, for a women's SmackDown, SmackDown Women's Championship match at Extreme Rules. The man showed great disdain for uh, during the WWE uh, contract signing, not only making light of the challenger in, from former title holder Bianca Belair seconds after the EST of WWE signed the contract, but also telling off the uh, WWE Universe for choosing the flash in the pan over her after she left her baby at home to return to SmackDown. She then signed the uh, signed the contract and threw it in Bel Air's lap. Your thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I don't know where they're going with this because Becky Lynch is so much better as 
the man and everyone loves her. Mm-hmm. I don't get this. Let's let's hate on Becky because Becky came in and got the titles quickly. She did. Yeah, so what? She came back. She got her title title back. Mm-hmm. Technically, she never lost the title. So, yeah. there you go. Well, technically, then she should have went back to Raw and got her title back. But, <laughs> but I don't care. Who cares? She's on SmackDown. Yep. She's with her. She's with her woman. So that's right. The the one that puts the man in woman. Anyways, next up. Speaking of him, he took Oh, we we set that up great, didn't we? Yes. In a highly personal showdown filled with emotion from the start to finish between Edge and Seth Rollins, the visionary of Drip. I don't know why he's called that. Took advantage of the official's back being turned and hit a low blow on the rated R superstar. In a heartbreaking. Yeah, heartbreaking moment. Edge stared at his opponent as if he knew what was coming. Following a series of subsequent de- devastating kicks, Rollins hit a savage stomp to the back of Edge's historically injured neck. The maneuver left the rated R superstar motionless as, as a clearly shaken Rollins picked up the victory. In the aftermath, Edge was carried out on a stretcher and taken away in an ambulance as Rollins was left completely in shock over what just transpired. The Yags, dude. Um... Yeah, that, that's crazy, brother. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, even even Edge said if he can get him, if he can get him with that curb stomp, it would be it would be over, probably over. Yeah. So, so we'll see what happens as we move forward. But I think that's crazy. They they did the match on SmackDown. I'm like, what? Yeah. So that's cool. All right. It next... sucks how it ended though. Yeah. Next up, the Street Profits took on the Usos in a SmackDown tag team title match. After the Usos got themselves disqualified one week ago against the Street Profits, the Universal Champion Roman Reigns emerged in their rematch to stop his cousins from getting beat by locking Montez Ford in a guillotine to put an end to the match in controversial fashion. That figures. Yeah. In the aftermath, Reigns announced he would accept Brock Lesnar's challenge to a showdown after he defeated Finn Balor at the WWE Extreme Rules pay-per-view. The bloodline celebration, though, was cut short, however, with a shocking reemergence of the demon, Finn Balor, who entered the ring and stood face-to-face with the Universal Champion as SmackDown went off the air. See, come on, guys. You know it wasn't The Fiend. Everybody's like, is it The Fiend? Is it The Demon King? Who is it? Come on. Y'all know who it was. Right. Like, what the, what the it freak? Was, it was going to be obvious from the get-go that it was the Demon King, not their fiend return. Yeah, man. I mean, come uh, on. And this whole thing with Roman Reigns coming out and helping the Usos, does it surprise you? No. Like, they're going to they're gonna keep this, this storyline going as long as they can until Brock Lesnar comes in and destroys everything. So. Exactly. And it's just crazy. I'm not really particularly happy that Brock Lesnar's back. I'm not particularly happy that Brock Lesnar gets more attention than uh, Finn Balor when Finn Balor should be getting more attention than Brock Lesnar. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, And as long as Brock Lesnar comes back and actually makes a statement by being there and being a champion, I might have more respect for him. Yeah, because a lot of people... Uh, fail to realize that Finn Balor was the first Universal Champion, only had to give up his title because he injured his shoulder in the match with Seth Rollins that he won. Yeah. 
And then after that, he was never given a proper fair shake at trying to recapture the Universal title. Yeah. Except for now. You know why? It's because booking and the way they do things and and the guys they push and they want to keep mm-hmm. up. That's that's how they do things. It's... Yeah. Well, just like I didn't like the way they went about it. They were like, oh, we're going to give Finn Balor the title shot. Oh, wait, we're going to have Cena take the spot first at SummerSlam. And then we're going to have Finn Balor at the next pay-per-view. You didn't have to do it that way. If you weren't going to give Finn Balor the title shot at SummerSlam, don't make it look like he was going to have that title shot. Yeah. And I then mean, have it, was, it stolen by I mean, Cena. come on, guys. You already, we already know that, you know, wrestling is, is rigged. Mm-hmm. We get that. But you have to make it so damn obvious. Right. I mean, it gives wrestling fans a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Because we love to watch wrestling. We love the story. We love the pageantry. We love all of that. And when, you know, you guys are leading us in one direction, seeing this is the way things are going to be, and then, oh, oh. sorry, Cena's mm-hmm. coming back. That's not how it goes. And then I'm like, okay, Cena's back. Yay, he's going to finally take out Roman Reigns. Then then you let freaking Roman Reigns roll Cena. Yeah. I'm like, What? What? So, the fact that Brock Lesnar is back now, and Finn Balor is is just playing second fiddle to what's going on there, mm-hmm. when he's the one with the damn title shot. Right. At the pay-per-view on the 26th. Yeah. It's it's just annoying as, as I'll get out, honestly, because it's just like... You don't need to do it the way you're doing it. You can do it better. And re- and then you're trying to make... I get you want to try to make Roman more legitimate as a hard competitor to beat. But then why did you make it so close for Edge to beat him and then made him destroy Cena? Well, the, the way they probably went about that was, well, Cena's soft. He's been in movies and everything else. It's like, oh, crap. They do... It don't matter how long he's been away from the business. Every time he comes back, he's like the rock. Yeah. They come back, and it's like they've never missed a step. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they spent so much time in that damn ring. That's just how it is. Yeah. It was like when CM Punk came back for his match. Yeah. Oh, wait. That's right. That's AEW talk. Mm. I'm not allowed to talk about that tonight, am I? We're not really supposed to. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm kicking the door wide open. They've already done it a <laughs> times. Let's go ahead and kick that forbidden door open and open and get to the next forbidden door where these two start interacting with each other. Oh, Let's man. get ourselves a Friday Night War. I want to see Just a Friday Night War. what the hell is going on? I don't know. Man. Just... I, you know, I would be excited that, that Finn Dollar has a shot, but you already know what's going to happen with it because you see the play with... Brock Lesnar. Yep. So, why? 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 Why torture us just get it over and done with? The only thing I can hope for is the Demon King, Finn Balor, will then make a huge statement, at least, against Roman at the pay-per-view and make it, make it look like it he was is. in a match. You know what it is? They have to build Brock Lesnar up. They have to make people like him, and that's going to take a long while. Yeah, that's why a lot of people don't see that title match happening until next month at the Crown Jewel. So, we'll see what happens with this, but I'm not happy, bro. I'm not happy either. 
It is what it is, but... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's why I feel about it. Ugh. So, WWE, you got work to do. So, get on it. Do what you need to do. But you did a good signing. You made a good signing with Wood Gable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Triple H, get better. Yes. You know, we... Well, I know I love Triple H. He's always been one of my favorites. So Absolutely. It really sucks to see somebody, especially that's so close-knit with the business and, and running things and doing what he does. I mean, he's pretty much going to be the guy yep. that takes over everything. So, I mean, it sucks to see him down and out. So right. many prayers go out to you. Absolutely. All right. Now, just quick reminder, everybody, we hope that you're having a great weekend, and we also hope that you are remembering what happened 20 years ago on this day when the um, United States uh, suffered a major terrorist attack in New York City. Um, it was kind of nice to see SmackDown in New York for this weekend yeah. um, to honor those who um, were lost on that day, not only on the airplanes but in the towers and also the firefighters and police officers that lost their lives. During that horrible time, um, it's been 20 years, and this country has been through its ups and downs in the last 20 years, but that that day will always bring us closer together, and hopefully someday soon we'll be able to finally look back upon our differences and realize how much that day really brought us all together as a nation, and maybe we can get back to that someday. Yeah, I mean, without, without all the chaos and yeah. people... So, yeah, it, it. I remember being a freshman in high school then, and yes, oh were. man, yep. it was it was scary. It was like, what's gonna happen next, you know? And and thinking we've got, you know, I'm watching the news that morning, and I'm thinking I got school today. What do I do? Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my mom like, going, you really gonna make me go today? Same with mine. <laughs> I'm like, mom, do we have to go to school? They haven't canceled it. I'm like. Yep, that's the same way my mom said. Yep, still gotta go to school. I'm like, didn't we just get attacked? I mean, I was, it wasn't that I didn't want to go to school. It was more or less I was scared because it's like, what's gonna happen? You yeah, know? we don't know what just happened. We didn't understand exactly what all was happening. The news didn't even know what was happening. We didn't know what could have continued. Yeah. I mean, especially when you heard of that, there were plans to do stuff in San Francisco, possibly Los Angeles. You know, it's like, then what? what's going to stop this from being worse than that? Yeah. Luckily, it never came to be anything worse than what it did for the rest of the nation. But everybody that lost their lives, Flight 93, the brave people on that plane that took that plane down the fields of West Pennsylvania that was headed to the White That was the one that was headed to the White House. Everybody that was affected at the Pentagon when that flight landed in the Pentagon. So, that's... Yeah. Um, so many things that David just yep. you really have to be grateful and thankful for the things you have and the time you have on this earth because you really you never freaking know yeah you have to be grateful for every breath you get because it could be your last you never know yep. so this day is just a reminder for everyone to be thankful for what they still have and be mindful of those who are without yeah man because i mean then then people went to they went to work that day they went to you know Mm -hmm. and they they thinking oh they wake up it's just another day no no that's not just another day nope so be thankful everyone and uh 
Thank you for listening. We love you guys. We appreciate you. And uh, yes, keep sir. listening. Yes, because we got more to talk about. We'll be back tomorrow with baseball basketball talk. We got some stuff to talk about with that one. And then we got football talk on Tuesday. And, of course, Thursday, episode two of AEW Talk. Yes, it's going to be awesome. It is. I can't wait to do this. We, um, do this. And I hope you all have been enjoying your college football Saturday. Um, you got the uh, 20th anniversary of 9-11 baseball game tonight between the New York Yankees and the New York Mets. We hope you enjoyed that one as well. And so that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at Sports Talk with Cooper in Big Man. That's Sports Talk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, big man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.